Financial Grown-Up Guide, Five Ways Couples Can Learn to Be Financial Grown-Ups Together with professional matchmaker and relationship expert, Samantha Daniels. You're listening to Financial Grown-Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown-Up. And you know what? Being a grown-up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. We got this. So excited about this episode because of not just the topic, which has been highly requested, but the expert I was able to bring in. Samantha Daniels is a big deal. Literally, they made a TV show about her life. It starred Alicia Silverstone. She is one of the top professional matchmakers and relationship experts and the author of Matchbook, The Diary of a Modern Day Matchmaker. She's also the founder of Samantha's Table, a bicoastal matchmaking service, and an app. She has an app called The Dating Lounge. I have recruited Samantha to give us some tips on relationships and money, specifically five ways couples can learn to be financial grownups together. Samantha, thank you so much for being here. No problem, Bobby. Thanks for having me. All right. Before we get to Samantha's tips, you guys know I love interviewing authors like Samantha but I don't always have the time to read all the books that I want. And I can't always bring them on the show to get their best ideas like we're going to get from Samantha. So I want to tip you guys off on something new that I discovered. It is called Blinkist. Blinkist takes the best nonfiction books and breaks them down into the most important points. So you can get the knowledge and the information that you need in a realistic time frame to fit the amount of time that you have. And then by the way, If you have the time, you can always get the whole book through the app as well. Blinkist lets you read or listen to one-minute summaries on pretty much any device that you have. So for example, I recently listened to Rachel Hollis's book, Girl, Stop Apologizing, and got so much out of it. I am so obsessed that I reached out to Blinkist. They have partnered with Financial Grownup. So if you're interested, please use our link at bobbyrebell.com forward slash Blinkist to learn more and get a free trial and then let me know what you are reading. Let's get to Samantha Daniels and her five tips for couples to learn to be financial grownups together. Are you ready, Samantha? I am. All right. Number one, this has to do with understanding each other's theories on finances. Tell us more. Okay. So when you are in a relationship, you need to make sure that the two of you are on the same page when it comes to your theories on relation on, on finances. I'm sorry, I'm a relationship expert and relationships always on my mind. So when you're thinking about your finances, the two of you need to be on the same page. And if you're not on the same page, you need to be able to figure out how you're going to compromise. So for example, perhaps you're a splurger and he's more conservative or perhaps he's an overspender and you save for a rainy day, or one of you is spontaneous and the other one isn't. You just need to understand where both of you are and figure out, okay, well, if you're a big splurger and he's not, how is he going to handle that? And how are you going to rein it back so that it's not an issue in your relationship? Because you don't want to keep butting heads on this subject or it's just going to cause problems. And it's interesting because I sometimes feel like people adjust depending on how the other person is. So someone might 
be more of a splurge person in one relationship, but then if they're with someone who's maybe more of a splurge-er, I don't mm. know if that's a real word, yeah. they might then become more conservative, right? Right. Well, that's called a chameleon in a relationship. Some people get into relationships and they become chameleons, which means that they take to whatever the other person says. So if the other person is a splurger, then all of a sudden they are a splurger as well. Or if the other person's more conservative, then they say, okay, I'll be, a, I'll be more conservative. And if there's a person in the relationship that's like that, that's fine as long as that person isn't compromising every single thing that they truly believe in. Because if they do, then that can cause a lot of resentment and a lot of problems in the long run. So it's good to be compromising, but you also have to make sure that you're true to yourself and that you feel comfortable on a day-to-day basis with your finances in your relationship. All right. Second tip has to do with if one person is really making all the money or if the income is very uneven. Right. So this is really a key thing in a relationship because sometimes there'll be a relationship where one person makes all of the money or most of the money and the other person doesn't make any money or very, very little. And then the question becomes, well, how does the spending go? You never want to create a circumstance where the person who's not making the money feels uncomfortable about spending any money at all and feels like they have to go and ask permission. Because when you're in a relationship, you're two adults, you're supposed to be equal. And if one person feels that they have to ask permission of the other one, because the other one's the one who's bringing home the bacon, then it becomes more of an uneven relationship where it almost becomes like a parent and a child, or a boss who's a superior and an inferior. And that's not a great way to have a relationship go. So if you're the person who's making the money, You have to make sure that the person who's not making the money feels comfortable about spending some of the money also. And a tip that I give about this is that there might want to be a household account. So if the person who's not making the money needs to get things or wants to get things that they can go into the account and spend without having to say to you, hey, is it okay if I spent $500? Can you write me a check for $300? I need to get this, blah, blah, blah. It just becomes more organic and easier for that other person. And I love your approach that this is really, you have to define it as an adult relationship and avoid falling into the trap where it's almost a parent-child where you're asking for it, almost like it's an allowance. It's really a question of how you perceive the money as being joint money. That's right. So they need to feel that it's joint money because if you're married and especially if you have a family, both people are contributing in different ways. And so maybe somebody's actually bringing home the dollars and the cents, but the other person is maybe staying home and taking care of the kids or keeping the house or going shopping for the groceries or whatever they're doing. So both people are contributing. And so both people should feel that they can spend the money that's coming into the house in a joint way as adults. The third tip you have is something that comes up so often and is fascinating. Decide who will pay when you go out as a couple. And I find it interesting that even to this day, the check is almost always given to the man. Well, right. So this is something that, as you said, comes up all the time. And you know, I look at it more from if you're going out on a group uh, couple's date. So let's say you're going out with four other couples, it's 10 people at the table. 
And then the check comes. And you're right, most of the time, the check will be handed to the men. And so if that's the case, and that's what's going on in your social circle, then if all of a sudden the woman is sitting with the credit card and four men reach into their wallet, and then the fifth man has to say, screaming down the table, hey, honey, can I grab the credit card? Or hey, honey, can you take care of the bill? Then it just becomes uncomfortable for everyone at the table, even though it shouldn't, because it's just not happening organically. And so I think, and it also emasculates the man a little bit. So you have to think about what's going on in your social circle. And if that's what's the norm, then when you go out at night, you make sure that your husband has the credit card so that he can take care of it with the men. Even if you are the woman who's making all the money, or even if your credit if the credit card for whatever reason is in your name and not in his name, it doesn't really matter. It just needs to be in his pocket so that he can take care of it that way. If you're in a crowd where different people pay, then it's no big deal, but you definitely don't want it to make other people at the table uncomfortable. You don't want your husband to feel uncomfortable. You don't want to feel uncomfortable. So you just handle it so that it's seamless and smooth. That's a really good point. And I think the key thing is to decide in advance so that you're on the same page and have a plan so that you don't create an uncomfortable situation. Even though, of course, we know that women can pay as much as men, you have to make that decision. And it may be that you want to make a statement. Maybe you do want to have your husband or if your wife, whatever it may be, come forward and say, no, actually, honey, I'll take that wink, wink and, and, and draw attention to that. Or maybe you don't, but whatever it is, make the decision privately between the two of you before you're in the public situation so that you're on the same page. Right. And I also think that if you're a woman who feels strongly about that, you still have to have a conversation with your husband or your significant other to make sure that he's okay with it. Because, you know, at the end of the day, men are men and women are women, you know, and men have a very strong feeling that they don't want to feel emasculated. And if you're a strong, independent, successful women, like a lot of us are, you know, we want to be careful that we exert our independence and our confidence, but not at the expense of making our husbands feel badly. The next tip, number four, decide who is going to take care of the monthly finances, meaning the day-to-day stuff. Right. So this is important also because obviously the bills have to get paid. And before you got married or you got into a relationship, you took care of bills in your life and he took care of bills in his life. And so now you're together. So you have to make sure that one of you is taking care of either all the bills or some of the bills or you need to figure it out because number one, you don't want to both pay. (laughs) And number two, you don't want neither of you to pay because the bills have to get paid. And so you have to have a discussion about it. And usually there's one person in the relationship who's more organized or who's better at paying bills than the other person. And if that's the case, then that's fine. Let that person be the one. Or maybe there's somebody who's better at dealing with the monthly stuff that comes up at the end of the month, you know, paying the mortgage or paying the utility bills and that sort of thing. But then maybe somebody else is better at dealing with the credit cards or dealing with the day to day. So again, when you're acting as a financial grown up in a relationship, you need to be communicative with your partner and figure out who's going to do what, when and how so that the bills get paid on time and get taken care of properly. The final and fifth tip that we have, I think, is so important because part of being a financial grown-up is unfortunately the reality that sometimes you do go through challenging times financially and how you deal with that is really important. Right. So when you're in a couple, you know, hopefully a lot of times finances are going great, but sometimes they're not, you know, and statistics show 
that financials and money is probably the number one thing that most couples argue about or have issues with. And so what you need to do is you need to make sure that you're on the same page when it comes to finances. And if you're hitting a bit of a rough patch, the two of you really need to be in sync and communicating about how you're going to spend the money that you do have. So you need to figure out, you know, are times really, really tough and you're trying to figure out how to actually get by during the month and pay really basic bills. And if that's the case, then there's no splurges, there's no extra things, you have to be very clear on that. Or is it something that your finances are just taking a turn? And so that means, you know, maybe you put your gym membership on hold, or maybe you decide to drink tap water instead of bottled water. I mean, sometimes it's a bigger thing, sometimes it's a smaller thing. But the key thing is, is that you need to be in communication with your partner and say, okay, how are we going to use our money? And how are we going to make sure that we both agree to it? So neither one of us feel resentment, neither one of us are upset or anxious or feeling a lot of bad feelings during the month because you want to be calm and you want to be stress-free and you don't want finances to be negatively affecting your relationship. Those were great tips, Samantha. You have so many amazing projects going on. Give us an update on what's new with your business and where people can follow you on all the socials and learn more. Great. Well, so my uh, matchmaking company is called Samantha's Table. So you can go to samanthastable.com. On social media, you can follow me on Instagram at at matchmakersd. So that's S is in Samantha and D is in Daniels, my name. Um, And I'm also on LinkedIn and Facebook. In terms of projects that I have coming up, I am working on a webinar series right now that you'll be able to find on the internet where I'm going to be giving tips about how you can actually get married. So actually focusing on how you can get down the aisle and actually get married if that's something that you want. And there'll also be an opportunity for question and answer participation, which people always love to get my tips. And I'm also, because I enjoy coming on podcasts so much like I did with Bobby. I'm working on my own podcast as well. So that's up and coming. And we will leave links to all of that in the show notes, which can always be found at bobbyrebell.com forward slash financial grownup podcast. Thanks, Samantha. Those are amazing tips for being financial grownups together. Thanks so much for having me, Bobby. Thanks everyone for listening to this financial grownup guide episode. If you enjoyed it, leave a review. We read all of them and they mean the world to us subscribe, share with friends. We need your help to get the word out and to grow the show and be in touch. So I can thank you personally. DM me on Instagram at Bobby one and on Twitter at Bobby rebel. And you can find all of our episodes, including the classic episodes featuring money stories from high achievers at Bobby under the financial grown-up tab. You can also find the fun promo videos that we share on social media, along with links to resources mentioned on the podcast, and now even transcripts of the shows. While you are there, please check out my new podcast, Money in the Morning. Just click on that tab. It is co-hosted with Stacking Benjamin's Joe Salcihai. We take the most buzzworthy headlines and break them down into what matters to you with specific tips to live rich lives as financial grownups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.